Good afternoon, everybody. Pastor Will here, and we're going to have a great podcast today. I promise you, y'all, this is going to be on. Is, is that a word, Jude? Uh, I mean, uh, Jessica, on and popping, or am I going back too far? <laughs> That's my my era. That's that's a great word. <laughs> that that's your era. Okay, you know. Right. What, what what is it going to be? India lit? Is that is that your your word? Alliteration. We took it to a whole nother level. Alliteration. Instead of situation, it's alliteration. Alliteration. Okay. Y'all just going to have to bring me in. But y'all, let's come on in. Y'all hit those shares, hit those likes, hit those tags. Those that are listening on my podcast, thank you for joining in. We're going to have a great discussion with five powerful professional women uh that's going to really be a blessing to us and so we just gonna jump and go ahead and get this started and uh i'm going to ask each one of these ladies in this order jessica cassandra ashley uh uh india and um um hold on darling don't tell me just had what do you call that a brain part uh, a charity how can i forget charity she represents the love on the panel the rest of these ladies are crazy but actually a uh, charity represents love so and when i say you they crazy they will tell you what's on their mind so this is really a a, a lichy a lichiation situation a say it again india say that again I said a litiation. Litiation. There you go. I said it right. Okay. All right. Well, welcome everybody. So Jessica, go ahead and get us started. Introduce yourself, darling. Hi, I'm Jessica Monroe. Um, I've been a part of Victoria's Praise this month, 20 years. Um, I, um, I am married for, um, I'm going to be 21 in March, um, years to my husband. We have three um, children, um, sophomore in college, um, high schooler, and elementary. Um, I have recently, well, my job before and still is, is um, a domestic, domestic engineer. And now I am a personal stylist, just launching that. Awesome. Y'all remember that video that Marchetta just did? Y'all know Jessica was the stylist for that, right? Found out at the leadership retreat. She looked. Oh, she crushed it. She killed it. Uh, uh, thank you, Jessica. Go ahead, Cassandra. Hi, my name is Cassandra Garris. I am. Uh, I, I just got a brain fart. <laughs> I am church admin. I am a district secretary. Um. By trade, I am, uh, my degree is in, my master's is in computer networking, but I work in the field of data science. Um, what else? Uh, I think on this panel, I represent every woman, so I'm going to just say, I'm every woman. You can sing the song if you want to, because I've been married, I've been divorced, I've been single, and I am currently now dating. So I feel the whole can I am every woman. All right, all right. I'm not going to say it out loud, but I think that that song, I think that that old school song is in my secular playlist, but I'm, I'm a pastor, so I'm not supposed to have a secular playlist. But if I did have one, I'm every woman would be on it. 
and I don't know how could a man be listening to I'm Every Woman. I just like Shaka 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 Khan, but I digress. <laughs> but I don't have one. But if I did, Shaka Khan would be on my secular playlist. Go ahead, uh, uh, Ashley. So I am Ashley Bailey. Um, I just became Ashley Bailey March this year. Um, I'm a physical therapist. And I've been at Victoria's Praise, I think, about four years, four or five years now. <clears throat> All right. And um, uh, Ashley, now, I've done a lot of marriages over the year. What is that uh, that series that come on? Um, eight, I know, I think it was, it may have been HBO and Netflix, where they have these, uh, uh, these sophisticated Europeans in in uh, like a kingdom, but it's black folks. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking some of you. I know India should know. <laughs> it start with the B brimming. Uh, what is it now? Bridgington. Bridge. Okay, see, y'all gonna act like I don't know what I'm talking about. Bridgington. So when I went to Ash, when I did Ashley's marriage, that's what I thought about. <laughs> it was y'all. It was at Duke. Was it at Duke, Ashley? Duke Chapel. I mean, they had the big old giant uh, 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 organ with the pipes and everything was so pristine, the priest, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, no mics. I could just speak and uh, my voice would carry throughout the whole place. And I said, boy, th this this is a prim and proper marriage right here. <laughs> Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody coming down with 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 you know with with tattoos on their breasts and snakes rolling down their legs and and all of that because I I've had them kind of marriages too. Okay, stop, Pastor Will. But no, they was they was. Uh, uh, now I stayed. Now at um now I did stay to the ceremony when they did the um uh, uh the 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 ceremony afterwards with the, with the food. Uh, so I think, however. Um, Jessica, I think they was waiting on me to leave, and then they, <laughs> then they had a turn up situation. But as long as I was there, it was like everybody was safe. It was, everybody was just proper. I was like, okay, Ashley, God bless you, darling. <laughs> India, introduce yourself. I am dealing with a mean little three month old right now, but. <laughs> I am, huh? He wants you to feed him. He didn't drink it all up. I don't know what else he want from me. I got a little piece of chicken I can give him, but other than that, I had to drink this milk. But um, I am India Mays. I am the wife of one, the mother of two amazing, intelligent, obedient young men. Um, I am a product manager at one of the highest respected companies in the RTP. I've been a part of Victoria's Praise for nine years. Um, I love traveling and I love food. Awesome. awesome. Clearly so does Ian. <laughs> and um, when my clothes, um, um, I, I, I saw Jessica with her neck. I was going to wear my little chain, Jessica. Uh, I got yours, but I didn't wear mine. But um, so India is supposed to be my stylist. So when I look good, she take credit. But when I look fucked up, no, Pastor Will doing. I don't know what Pastor Will doing. So. No, this what happened. Pastor be just he be on the internet just ordering stuff, just ordering stuff. 
uh, hint, hint, the high heel sneakers. And I like them like, sneakers. They're, they're not high heel sneakers. They're boots. Then he'd be like, <laughs> I got some hot fire coming. I'd be like, you do? Let me see it. He said it to him. I'd be like, mm-mm, that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd be trying to blame me. I'm like, we ain't talked about that before you ordered that. And, I ain't got and nothing I'm, to do and with I'm that. Wearing, I'm wearing them tomorrow with my big old giant cowboy hat because I'm getting ready for the game. I ain't studying y'all. Uh, uh, <laughs> come on, Charity. She don't know what she didn't got herself into. Uh, uh, but introduce yourself, darling. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Charity White. Um, first, the first thing that I am is the child of the Most High God. That's sort of what I've been doing lately. Is that's who I am. Um, and so I am from Montgomery, Alabama. I am a second year law student at North Carolina Central University School of Law. And I've been at VPL for a little over a year. Awesome, awesome. Well, we are excited to have you all on and I'm looking forward to this discussion. Uh, I think it's gonna be a great discussion to talk about relationships from a female perspective. And um, so now that each one of you have introduced yourself, you're coming from different perspectives, charity uh, is, is single. Um, Let's see here. Jessica is married. How long you been married, Jessica? Be 21 years in March. 21 years. Got uh, she's she's in between empty nesters and exodus because uh, she's got a, a child in college and she got two more at home that she's working on and and then uh, 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 who is it? India is doing child. She was doing child rearing. But now she's doing, well, she's doing child raising, but now she's actually doing child rearing. She's still having kids. So that's uh, India. Ashley just getting started uh, uh, for about uh, six months or so in marriage. And then, of course, we have Cassandra, who's I'm every woman. So what I want to first uh, open up with is just give us your perspective on uh, relationships, uh, specifically uh, intimate relationships. I know we got two single people on here, but you can still speak to that. You may be dating, you may not be dating, but I just wanted to get your perspective on it. Of course, I, I'm here and uh, I'm in a situation, I guess you can call it, but <laughs> uh, uh, concerning my relationship. But let me just hear from each one of you all. Whatever, what's the first thing when I talk about relationships that pops in your head, the first thing that pops in your head. And let's start with um, you, Ashley. What's the first thing that comes to your head when we talk about relationship? Good, bad, ugly, and different, it don't really matter. Um, I think about the depth of the interaction when I think of relationships. So like, I kind of categorize people. I have my intimate friends and family, and then I have the friends that you know know me, but maybe not as deeply as some other people. And then you know, like they're like acquaintances, people I smile at and say hi or whatever. And then I have um, ops, the enemies, the people I don't like <laughs> that, that much that I try to stay out their way. All right, I know you could jump in on this, Jessica, because you don't mind letting people know how you feel. <laughs> wow. I agree. I agree with Ashley. Um, I don't, um, when I think of relationship, I have those categories as well. I have those. And when I, um, if you're in my inner, inner circle, then you're welcome into my home. 
Um, I'm bringing you into my atmosphere where there's peace. I'm trusting that you're not going to bring your mess. The next level is when I go and um, uh, I would just say, you know, your associates. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? And this and so on. And then um, it's my relationship, relationship with my husband. That's like my best, best friends. I don't have a best friend outside of him. And then it's, it's always God because he needs to keep me straight because, as you say, I my mouth can be a little treacherous, so I have to be careful on that. <laughs> uh, I, I think Jessica is phenomenal. She's uh, I'm trying to uh, get her into my minister's class. So the girl know the word, y'all. She knows the Bible. I'm excited about her uh, and what she has to say. Uh, let's just throw that out there. Anybody else want to jump in on that? What's the first thing that pops to your head when, when I say relationships? Okay, they're just gonna be quiet like no one knows how to talk. It's a partnership, first of all, y'all. Come on now. Y'all, looking at y'all. We already know who ain't spoke, so I'm just gonna sit here and look at y'all there. Uh, okay, I'll go. So <laughs> y'all still feeling nervous? Go ahead. I was trying to maintain, but <laughs> when I think of relationships, um, I have a little bit of Ashley and I have a lot of Jess. Um, I don't know if that comes with uh, wisdom because in my youth, it was like you had one or two friends. You were either close to me or you were an enemy. Um, we call them haters. Uh, she called them ops. That's the that's the nice word. You're giving them too much credit, Ashley. They are the enemy, enemy haters. But the haters fuel me to do even more because now we're on the positive side pastor let's just be be real because mm -hmm. in the younger years we were not on the positive side in relationships with me in the younger years you could be on my train or you could be off the train i didn't care um, i had the attitude where it was easy for me to let that go but now having a closer relationship with god that's the center of everything that i try to do now and it keeps me stable it keeps me focused so the, if I had to say one word for relationships, I would say forgiveness because I am, it seems like I'm forgiven on the daily. Okay. Well, very good. Let, let, let's uh, talk about, somebody asked a question about boundaries. So I want to add to that uh, balance in boundaries. Uh, and you can, you can answer it either way. If you want to talk about how do you establish boundaries in relationships or how do you create a balance, a work-life balance when it comes to your relationships? Of course, we have, uh, uh, some folks that are married with children. Um, you're dating Cassandra, um, I'm, I'm not for sure what you're doing, Charity, uh, but we certainly glad. I know you see, I see you at church smiling every Sunday, so somebody must be making you happy, but I digress. Uh, uh, <laughs> but y'all talk to me about balance and uh, boundaries or one or the other, whichever one comes to your mind. And so since I'm picking on you, Charity, how about we let you jump in and, and talk about either how do you balance your life with relationships? I know you're in school and although you're not, I don't think you're working right now. Mm -hmm. I understand being in law school is can really be a beast when it comes to study. So how do you balance that? You're active here at the church. You got your family. Where, where's your home at again? Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama, uh, where, where my dad is from. Uh, so I know about Alabama. Uh, but how do you, you got family at home, you've got uh, friends and, 
and members here, but you're working and but you still show up to church. So tell us about either how you establish boundaries or your or your balance when it comes to um, I think I'll start with balance. Okay. For me, I just I have to, I think I'm an only child. And so when it comes to like social interactions, sometimes um I need time for my social battery to charge, you know, I need time to sort of regroup, but then I also sort of miss those interactions with my friends. So what I do is I just set off, um, I set times where I call my friends. I set times where I call my family. I probably call them too much <laughs> because I'm so far away and I really don't have that much family up here, but I just make sure that I'm very intentional about um, communicating with the people that I love because I want to make sure that they're okay. You know, they make sure that I'm okay. I just had a conversation with one of my friends, Kier, and she was just sort of talking me down because I was very um, sort of nervous about coming on here. But just setting that time and being just really intentional about my time management, um, especially with school, because law school is a beast. Um, it is not easy at all. Okay. But um, yeah. Okay. India, why don't you jump on that? You got a brand new uh, <laughs> baby at the house. You got, uh, how old is um, Justin? Jason, seven. He's seven. And then uh, I know you also have a blended family uh, with your son. He's, is he a teenager? Um, no, he's um, 11. Okay, all right. So tell us about your 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 and how you, how you keep all this together. These little people act like we don't have boundaries right here. Like, I don't have no privacy. I don't have no me time. I don't have nothing. But aside from them, when it comes to um, everything else in my life, I do have boundaries. And I think that it is important to have boundaries because that keeps you grounded and rooted of who you are. And it keeps you uh, grounded in your morals and your values. And it potentially eliminates you becoming something or someone you won't later recognize. Um, so for me, I establish boundaries by saying what I mean and meaning what I say. And if I say it, I mean it and I'm not backing down. Um, and I said it for a reason. So um, that's just how I establish boundaries. I'm, I understand that things change, but I'm not the type of person where if I say I'm not going to do something, I'm going to do it just because uh, the president came floating down on a cloud saying he was going to forgive my student loans. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but um, I mean, that's that's just me. And when it comes to balance, um, I think it's important to give everything its respective time. So when I'm at work, I'm fully engaged in work. But when I leave work, I'm now a wife and a mother. So I give everything its, uh, its respective time and I, I live in the moment and honor that. Okay. One of the things that if I could speak to just from my life, I, I, I realize that we need to have boundaries and I do set boundaries uh, personally. Um, I got certain times that I try not to engage. Monday is my day off. Um, and uh, I generally try not to take calls. Um, I literally don't. Uh, somebody wants to, well, I ain't gonna, ain't gonna go into that, but but literally, uh, you know, God invented caller ID so I can set up boundaries. <laughs> Y'all don't like me, but uh, I have certain days, 
and, and times off. So I, I take them. But the other thing that I've learned about balance is you can't, it doesn't always work. And so I don't really worry about it, even though I do know it's important to take time to get my rest, make sure I go get a daily rest of sleep, get a weekend rest of at least one day off, and then take breaks, vacate the premises, vacation, vacate, get away so that you can re revive and regenerate. But one of the most important things I tell people when it comes to balance is really rest. Uh, sometimes life is going to be out of balance. When you're raising a brand new infant uh, in there, you can't say to India, okay, in, uh, Ian, your time is up. Put him in the corner. I'm done. Uh, I'll see you in the morning. No, if he's hollering, you got to go take care of him then. But so sometimes life will create an out of balance situation. And the answer to that is when you're out of balance, make sure at the end of that you get rest. Whether it's a vacation, a break, you ask the mom-in-laws to take the baby or you tell the job, I'm going to be gone for the next week. Don't call me. I'll call you. Whatever you need to do to take that time of rest is so important. Let, let's go jump a little bit into intimate relationships. that one, um, Pastor? Go ahead, darling. Go ahead. Nobody's speaking from the dating tip. Um, okay. But yeah, I into that, but you go ahead and start. Oh, okay. Well, I'm always ahead of the crowd. <laughs> but um, as far as from the dating perspective, uh, it's important to know that person's love language. One of the things um, that's important for me is time um, and not just a five or six minute phone call. That's not going to work, boo-boo. So what we do is we FaceTime throughout the week whenever we can't see each other and then like I had a busy week the week that we had the leadership retreat. Um, but then when I got, as soon as I got back, then we were able to spend that quality time. So you have to be intentional and strategic and you got to have a little spontaneity because you don't, you, nobody wants to stay a relationship. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just leave you right there because I want to hear from each one of you. I don't know if everyone is in an intimate relationship, but, but those of you who are married clearly are. Tell me how you met. How did you connect? Uh, give me your thoughts on how you met or just in general dating or meeting. Um, uh, did, did you meet on a, uh, a dating line? Do you believe in um, dating sites? How did you connect? Uh, so go ahead, Cassandra. Oh, dang, I got to go first. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> well, I before I didn't believe in dating sites, but I have several friends and the Gen Zers are really into the dating sites and they seem to be working for a lot of people. I'm not that person. Um, I met him at a time in my life where uh, everything was going wrong. Like I was going through divorce. Um, I had been laid off for a year and a half and was still working. I was relocating. So it was a lot going on. It was like everything was happening. I felt like Job, everything was happening on every side. Um, but he was my, actually my best friend. And so I never really looked at him that way. And then one day he said he loved me. And I thought it was just like, you know, we say, I love you all the time. But, um, this particular day he said, no, I really love you. And then I passed, I had, I was on, I had to careen off the highway just so I could get <laughs> the, the thought through my head because I was like, what? And so, yeah, that's how. That's how we met. So okay. we're friends first. 
All right. Uh, Jessica, you have the, I think you have the longest relationship on here. Tell us about how, how, how you and uh, Belton got together. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. So uh, Belton and I are, are high school sweethearts. We um, actually, I met Belton at a friend house party. Y'all know like house party with kid and play. He was turning 16. Um, I've been going to been in a neighborhood where I was we were family friends with the young man that were um, the party was going at. And so when I uh, walked in, I walked in um, on um, Brandy. I want to be down. Hey, <laughs> saw my smile. That's it. That was a wrap. We've been together forever. Oh, wow. Forever, ever, ever, ever. Okay. Ever, ever. So what what would you say about meeting that special person? You got a daughter who's now in college. What what do you think about uh, the way I heard somebody say Gen Zers are doing online dating and all of that? What's your thoughts on that? Well, Pastor, praise God for them. I just pray that nothing happened to Belton out in this lifetime, um, because. First of all, I'm just forcing to be on the uh, the whole social media platform stuff. So you will lose me on that. Um, people that know me, you know, I really have to force myself to say, I don't really even text. And then sometimes I go back like, girl, you work on your grandma. But I just praise God for them because I just think that I would just be okay. I will, I would be the um, go on to the temple or however you want to say and just serve. I just, I don't know if I want to do all of that. Um, I'm still old school. Uh, I don't want to talk to you. I, you could be lying. I see all this catfishing and all this. Um, I tell my son and my daughter that, you know, not that dating, you know, <clears throat> and so on. You, you need to go look at the grandma and all of them and see what the little really look like. And my son, when he gets to the age, they make him take the makeup off so you can see what <laughs> they really look like. And so, I don't know, Pastor. I if they're ready for, I don't. I think I'm just going to be by myself. You're gonna be by yourself, darling. I, 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 tell, I tell you one thing. I one thing I do agree with you on. Now these filters on Instagram, that ain't the same person. That ain't the. I don't care what y'all say. I be looking at some of these people and and they uh, uh their profile pictures, and then I, I scroll down through and look at some other pictures. I'm like, oh, hold on, that ain't the same person ashley how did y'all get together darling y'all don't like that it's the truth um we met at work so i i i had noticed him when he started working there and i thought he was cute but i wasn't going to go out my way for him um and his side of the story is that he noticed me and noticed that i carried myself differently mm. and he wanted to get to know me so he asked one of his friends to see if I would be interested in getting to know him. And I said, yeah, send him over. So. <laughs> she said, Ashley, hold on. You said, yes, send him over. Yeah, I didn't want to do the whole little man, you tell him this and then see what he says. Just direct communication. If he's interested, send him over and I'll take it from there, so. Okay, that's just flat out funny. <laughs> she sounded like she met her, her husband in customer service. <laughs> that's a good place, Ashley. <laughs> in, uh, okay, well, we do have a Gen Z on here. 
Uh, I don't want to put your business out in the street, but if you did have some business, what do you think about the online dating? What do you think about that process? Are you for it, against it? You grew up, I think you grew up in church. So church, you know, in church, you have maybe have one perspective than when you weren't in church, like Jessica looked like she grew up in the hood at the house party with kid and play, but bless her heart. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Ashley, tell us about your perspective as a Gen Zer. You mean charity? I did say Ashley, didn't I? But I did <laughs> charity. I did. Yeah. Yes, sir. So um, when it comes to online dating, I'm definitely, I have the perspective like you have to be very careful nowadays, not only just like with the filters and stuff, but like, you know, people are crazy. So I, I typically don't do it. I think, you know, it's good for some people, but I want to like meet people organically. You know, sort of like where I am, whether I'm at church or I'm out with my friends or I'm at school. Like, that's how I would prefer to meet somebody. Um, I'm definitely single because these dating streets are a little ghetto. Um, <laughs> they're definitely a little hood. So I just right now I'm just building myself up, building who I am as a person. And I'm confident that the Lord will bring the right person. Okay. Um, you got to explain dating streets are ghetto and hood. I don't know. Does somebody yeah. need to interpret? India, can you interpret? <laughs> explain to me what that means, Charity. Um, it's just not okay. Like, check on your Gen Z, your Gen Z members, because they're not okay. Like, it's just it's a lot of different personalities, and then being young and being in the faith, it limits who you want to sort of engage with, you know, because I don't want to get into a relationship where we're unequally yoked, you know, or um, I've been in situations where I've talked to certain people and you be like, oh, okay, you saved and then you talk to them a little bit more and he'd be like, mm, you know, um, and also about like guarding my heart and protecting myself from like just people, you know, hurting me or even me from coming from an unhealed place, you know, in certain areas of my life, hurting them as well. Um, but it's just, it's just hard. The, the dating streets aren't giving right now for me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're ghetto and hood. I, I like that. Uh, I, I do want to hear from my, my daughter, uh, India here in just a minute. I think your husband told me uh, a few weeks ago how y'all met. I want to hear your side of the story. But, my side is true, but go ahead. I did want to add a perspective on why I actually am for dating sites, uh, even though I understand the organic piece of it. I've actually married a lot of people who have met their first introduction was either on a dating site or online and so on and so forth. And my perspective is this. If you spend most of your time at church, at work and at home, and there's no man, hopefully ain't no man living with you. Um, and the, the men at the church, there's not a lot of prospects there. And the men at work, depending on where you work, and a lot of y'all work from home, so there's not a lot of prospects there then your opportunity is greatly diminished. When, when, when the church got shut down, our opportunity to reach people actually increased because we went online to meet a lot of people. And although, yes, you got the filters and you got the craziness and so on and so forth, you can meet somebody at church that's crazy. 
the 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 people that live next door to you uh uh can be crazy <laughs> the person that big mama introduced you to can be crazy and so my feeling is that it don't really matter how you meet them you still got to check out their crazy card you still right. got to check out where they come from what's their relationship with christ you know they can say one thing online just same way they can say one thing when you first meet them but you know i always tell people that you have to date a person long enough to know exactly who they are when they're not showing you their representative and usually that's longer than a month and it don't take 10 years but somewhere in between one month and 10 years, you ought to be able to figure out, okay, I know you, I now know you're crazy and the good outweighs the bad or it doesn't. I need to know how you, how you handle life when you get upset, when you get angry, when you get a little crazy. Can I live with it? If the answer is no, then I kick bricks. But I digress. India, tell us about my son and how you guys got together. <laughs> Okay, so this is the real story, y'all. Charity, he was real ghetto up in my DMs. No, I'm joking. But um, so, all right, here the real story is. We dated for two weeks in high school. I changed my mind. I wanted to go in a different direction. So we broke up. Trayvon stalked me for six years. And he was smooth with it. It wasn't like, you know... <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was like him and my sister was best friends and they be talking and you know man, the game was cool and it's that so how India doing? Like that's how he was that's how he was doing. <laughs> and so they were friends. Then one day he just told my sister, then he tried to play the little the little sad puppy card. He was like Man, I don't know why India don't like me, man. She hate me. She's so mean to me. She won't talk to me. And my sister, girl, why you won't talk to him? Why you hate him? Why you treat him like that? You are mean, girl. And then I was like, I mean, I don't hate him. I just, I got other things going on. And by this time, you know, Trayvon was living an unsafe life. So I was like, mm -mm, I don't want no parts in that. But then I was like, Tell him to call me. I'm going to tell him myself how I don't hate him or nothing like that. And ever since he called my phone that day, he ain't got off. And here we are, stuck like Velcro with two kids and living this life. He said that, Pastor. He said that. He did say he stopped her. He told the truth. I ain't let you talk about my brother like that. <laughs> but look, he, he tell the whole side of it. Like, you know, Trevor, I'm like, yeah, I stalked her, but you know. <laughs> no, Kim, you were stalking me. You, you, mm -hmm. We're very good, very good. So uh, uh, thank you, ladies, for sharing that. Let, let, let's talk about um, our spiritual relationship with God and then how that positively or negatively influences you know we started growth groups here at the church and and that was a, a very deep passion of mine so talk to me about relationships from a spiritual perspective um how do you connect with people spiritually um, um how you know how do you discern just just talk to me about spiritual relationships each one of you connected with this church for a reason. And of course, the church has been through a lot of ups and downs here uh, uh, lately, and you all remain connected. And I don't take that lightly. 
because our church has been through some dramatic changes. So talk to me about spiritual relationships, um, your connection with your church, your connection with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. And uh, uh, Jessica, I'm, I'm so impressed with you and your husband and you all have taken on leadership roles here at the church and I'm, I'm, I'm working on them some more y'all uh, because I believe that they have a lot that they can bring to the table. But Jessica, talk to me about that because I've really seen a lot of spiritual growth in you. So talk to me about spiritual relationships and each one of you, however you want to jump in, what does that mean to you? Go ahead, Jessica. Well, I'll say this. Um, when we when I first joined the church, uh, sound like a lot of the ladies here on the call don't have local family. Victoria's praise was um, the people there. It became family for us. Um, my last two baby showers were thrown by the women that were there. Now, though I'm on here, you may when I get with you guys, I chit chat chat. But when I come home, you can ask everybody that know me. You may not hear from me until the following week. Because like Charity, I need I'm I, I'll be I'm people out. So for me, God helps me with um, how to to see people His way. He takes me to different chapters. Right now, He has me in Philippians two, just talking to me about um, having other people's personal interests above yours. And so mm -hmm. what I found at the church was that there were people that they may had all kinds of things going on, but they pulled together, even with my last child. My, my, we came with my oldest daughter. She was about four months old and um, they corralled around. My second daughter, um, that was a very, very hard pregnancy, um, feeding tube, hyperemesis, all kinds of stuff. And I was just convinced, Lord, there ain't gonna be no more children that come in, but the, the victorious praise, the women there, the friends that I, I gathered there, the sisterhood that I formed there, they they just corralled around my husband and I to make sure that those needs were met. And the Bible said, with love and kindness, he draws us. So for me, spiritually, we need each other to become a better, to become better, period. When I look at the relationship in there, God he built that on us being um, in fellowship, first husband and wife, that that relationship, communing with each other. And then when you have children and it's, there's an order in the relationship, but in all, there's still a connection that we have to have and, a, and able for us to be successful in this world. You cannot do it alone. You may try, but after a while, when you fall to pieces, when you feel like you can't make it anymore and and then you're looking at other people they're going on their little girls trip or they have these folks around around them and their food and this and that but if you never take yourself and connect with people and let me actually back up when i first joined we was doing the revival and so i was sitting in the back and um sister um branch and i used to sit together back there and would just encourage each other and this is when she she was the original cars with all the children in the church <laughs> Um, and she would sit back there. I sit back there with my one and she sit back there with her five and, and so on. And we would just encourage each other. And, and, and when one would just, um, when God would bless the other one, the other one just encourage. So for me, Victoria's praise and the, and the women and the, 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 um, families that we've, we've met, they became family for us. So we can't do this alone. I don't care what you say. People crazy, young family crazy, your children crazy, your boyfriend, your, your husband, everybody crazy. 
you just got to find a way to take their personal interest and pull it above yours. Then you don't get so bottled down about the foolishness. Awesome. Well, well, you know, and, and thank you for sharing that. I, let me let me go back to charity because you are the last person or the newest person. So why did you connect? Why have you remained connected? All of that when it comes to Victoria Sprays. I know you 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 have a deep relationship with Christ. You come from a, a spiritual home. So talk to me about your relationship here and just your relationship with Christ and, and, and Christians. Okay. Um so just a little background about me coming to North Carolina. Um, the Lord sort of spoke before I graduated college that this is where I was supposed to be moving. And for me, um, the move sort of symbolized an expansion in my spiritual life. Um, and when I was in class, I was not paying attention. I should have been paying attention. And I was just looking up churches like the first week I was here. I was looking up churches to go to um I ain't gonna lie. I looked up church, uh, Kojic churches, <laughs> and I was like, and I and Victoria's Praise was the first one that popped up. And I kid you not, when I was in class, the glory of the Lord just sort of came over me. Ashley, charity, don't make me stop crying now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm so serious. The glory of the Lord came over me in class, and I was like, "All right, God, we just gonna go." Um, and so when I got there, one thing that I noticed about Victoria's Praise that I um, had never, I ain't gonna say I've never seen, um, there's an anointing and there's a, a, a spirit of excellence in the place that I was really seeking for in like a new church home, right? I just saw so much excellence execution there and i was just like really excited about that the spirit of the lord was there every time every service uh pastor will spoke to me and that's also confirmation like for me because that's how i knew i was in the right place right because there would be situations that i would go through in the week and then pastor will would talk about it i remember um it was something simple like i think pastor will was talking about like the number of grace or something five and the lord had been putting that number in my spirit the week like that week, and then he just kept talking about it. So I was just like, all right, Lord. Um, then I also I also wanted to use my gifts and sort of Tiffany sort of connected me with the praise team and they really support me like in growth groups and just in team anyway. Like they just, they really supported me. They rallied behind me. Um, they really encouraged me every, cause every week, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I be trying to give up on law school every week, every single week. And then somebody always says something, whether I'm at growth groups or I'm at um, sort of choir rehearsal or wherever, um, they just sort of encouraged me. And I was really excited about that. Um, and just just some powerful people in the church, powerful people. So Awesome. Uh, I, I want to hear from Ashley. Um, Ashley came here and, and, uh, I just, you know, y'all, I, th their family really is the, I'm trying to think, are, are they the Huxtables or the Bridgingtons or, or, or whatever. But, uh, when they came here, her, her and her two sisters, I called them the three musketeers <laughs> or either they were the three musketeers or the, um, uh, what, um, what, what the three stooges? I don't know. It, it was three. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All I know is three. 
and, and when they get to shouting, I was like, okay, we have in church now. Especially when Ashley gets to shouting, she go in. But uh, 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 Ashley, I know you came here with your family, but you know, huh? you're a grown woman now. You got married and you got your own place. So you're still here, praise God. Uh, uh, but tell us about your spiritual connection with Victoria's Praise, your spiritual connection in general with people. Um, so I was, I'm fortunate to have the family that I have um, because my family, my sisters, my brother, my parents, um, they live godly lives. So even when I was not doing everything I should have been doing or not living all the way saved, I still had somebody to pull me back in, to rein me back in. Um, that's not who you're supposed to be, Ashley. Come back over here, that mm. kind of thing. So that, that really made a difference for me. Um, when we joined Victoria's Praise, we, we voted. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I think my parents visited first. I think my mom found the church. And then I was the, I think I was the last one to actually come. They would, my mom would like invite us. I'm like, no, I'm good. Because I, 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 <laughs> I, by that point, at, at that time in my life, I had learned how wonderful it was to sleep in on Sunday. And then, you know, just I was I was OK, okay. I thought. So when when I actually visited, I'm, I was impressed by how much of the Bible was in your message. I know that sounds mm. crazy. Wow. But I was coming from a place where I, I felt like whenever people preached the message, they would take they would take a scripture, and then the rest of the message was their opinion. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted what God said. Mm. Um, and when you preach, with whatever you say, whatever your points are, whenever I would write it down, there were Bible verses. There were things I could actually go back and verify for myself that it was the word. So that's why I voted yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Don't tell me who voted no, so I don't have to look at him sad <laughs> at church. Right? I mean, you it, it was unanimous. Don't, don't, don't tell me who voted no. So I, I, we all voted yes, but I think aside, aside from that, wanting to stay was because I saw room for myself there. Mm. I, I saw even, even the ministries that I ne didn't necessarily end up joining or participating in, I felt like I could. I felt like there was room. Um, the people in leadership were really welcoming and encouraging to try different things. Um, so I didn't feel boxed out. Um, and I, that was something else that I had experienced was going to a church and trying to find where I could fit in, where I could participate and feeling like, oh no, this is already established. We don't really need you over here. But Victoria's Praise kind of has that you're welcome here. There's room for you here. Come like that kind of feeling. So there's been plenty of room and opportunities to grow and try different things. So. Thank you for sharing that. That is powerful. I haven't heard from Cassandra or India yet on this, but let me throw a little wrinkle and I want to hear from them and anybody just want to jump in. You're welcome to jump in. And I, I want to talk about um, your spiritual connection here. Um, through everything that we've been through these last few years. Uh, the pandemic shut the church down. Um, our, our first lady uh, of the ministry is no longer here. Uh, some really key people who I looked at as brothers and sisters or sons and daughters decided to leave. 
and yet I still have this core group. And of course, new people are coming to the church and I'm not exactly sure. I guess First Lady wasn't here when you got here, um, uh, Charity, but, uh, but just through the transition, how has that, you know, and, and I guess you can even take on it when we lose people that we love. And, I'm, you know, uh, Cassandra, you've been through a divorce, so maybe there's a perspective there. Uh, maybe there are others who've had people come in, who's in your life, who's no longer in your life. And just uh, speak to that if you would like. Uh, but uh, India, I, I, I certainly think of you as one of my uh, daughters. I, I, I love you just like I love all of my daughters uh, uh, here at the church, but you certainly have a special place in my heart. So, but why are you still here? Um, because if I'm not there, Pastor, you're going to be calling my phone, darling. <laughs> uh, now, wait, no, I'm joking, but um, it's truly by choice, and I won't speak <laughs> on the ups and downs that the church has recently went through because like charity said i don't want to get a little ghetto but um <laughs> i will say i stayed because i respect you and whenever everything was going on you never ran away you never turned your back you never tried to hide you never tried to do anything you remain consistent and um i respected that mm -hmm. um because being on the outside of the situation i know for the members it, the changes were hard for us but i can only imagine on a personal note how it was for you so the fact that you remained consistent and you never ran away you never you know tucked your head you never you know you stood flat-footed and you you just took it as it came. Um, that made me stay. And um, yeah, I just, I mean, I love you too, Pastor. I mean, hey, yeah, it was me. I, I made you stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cassandra was like, and, and you ain't, uh uh, you ain't doing that. <laughs> that ain't what we doing. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's an it's a interesting dynamic. And I do want to hear from you, Cassandra. One of my daughters who's on here now, Ebony, she's actually helping me run our new members growth group. And she had an incident happen here at the church, which I thought was quite remarkable. Um, they had just started coming to the church. Her, her daughter, who's now in college, was, I think she may have been a knee baby. And we had children's church. And um, she dropped her child off at children's church. And at end of church, she came back to get the child. And uh, Cassandra, they couldn't find her baby. Um, she said, what? And if you know anything about Ebony, she, 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 she getting ready to turn the place upside down. Right. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I think she said uh, probably a five minutes later, my daughter, Crystal, came around the corner and said, this is your child and all of that. So she told me I never knew anything about it until years <laughs> later when she told me this story. But I did say this, uh, uh, Ashley, which I thought was remarkable. I said, our church put you through that and you stayed. I just thought that was remarkable. Somebody lose my child at daycare. Uh, uh, I'm going to back to that daycare no more. <laughs> you know, I think we're going to find a new daycare. I can't think of my child. I don't know where my baby at. Uh, uh, I, I think we're going to find a new daycare. But she stayed. So 
Uh, uh, talk to us about your relationship here, uh, Cassandra. And uh, we're out of time, y'all, but go ahead, darling. Well, you should just put pressure on me when you said we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to hold y'all much longer because I know y'all. Oh, okay, okay. So for me, um, Victoria's phrase felt like home. My dad is a, a pastor, so I grew. I, not only did I grow up in the church, I was almost born in the church. But um, so for me, it was very important to be um, to have that covering, and I feel like with uh, Pastor Will, I have that covering because he's always in the Word. Even if I go to him with something so simple as a job problem, oh, he 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 just like my daddy. He gonna bring some type of word into the situation. I'd be like, okay, I understand that, but this is what I want to do, Pastor. And it, it don't matter what I say, <laughs> he's gonna always bring me back down to that uh, to that place that I need to be. But um, as far as what we went through as a ministry. Um, we had a lot of hits, but uh, when we, I, and I told Pastor this, when we say VPF strong, we actually take that to heart. And there's some people in this church that will fight you over VPF strong. And I mean, fist no fight. Hands. No hands any day, any time. Right. They are not playing with you. But the thing for me is that Victoria's Praise feels like home. I have sisters here in the ministry that are closer to me than my biological sisters mm -hmm. um and then one of the things that kept me here during everything was um this one bible verse it was proverbs 3 and 5 it's become my favorite because i lord knows i need it and it's um trust in the lord um lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he would direct your path so for that um that helps strengthen me and help keep me because we don't always need to know a reason like when stuff happens we're like why why you don't always need to know why something is happening. You just need to listen to God and do what the heck he tells you to do. And so when we saw pastor going through his situation and I said, if he can pray through what he's going through and still make sure to, that we're okay, like it was never about him. He always made sure that the members was okay. I said, if he can do that, then why can't I do what I'm supposed to do? And that's what kept me into the ministry. But look, Pastor, can I say something real quick? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. And I see you also, Jessica. <laughs> um, so I came to the ministry. I, I forgot to mention this. I came to the ministry because when Trayvon and I was dating and my free will at that point to stay was because uh, Charlene be singing the blood song at communion. So that's what got me. It's just the little things that Victoria's praise doing. I was like... <laughs> Okay, we're going to have real church over here. And then what kept me, again, when I was like, mm, I'm about to go to the church with, you know, the, the people who ain't got no pigment, um, was when you preach the fruit of the spirit, I will never forget that. That was some good preaching right there. That mm. that That's all it took for me right there. And that's been like, what, three years ago, maybe not three, yeah. four years ago. Mm. But that 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 was some of your best work. Not that you won't be putting it down, you know, Sunday <laughs> after Sunday, but that, that was some good preaching right there. So that's that what, the it's like every, it's, it's a wave. And when you start to find yourself like drifting, you be like, uh, and then God will just send something else. And it's like, it just be the little things that just reveals to you why you're there, why you're staying. So mm. that's what it is for me. It's the little moments that, hit me at times. Thank you. Uh, Jessica, I saw your hand raised. 
Yeah. So um, I agree with everybody said, but I, our family main reason staying is the same reason why we're there is because God sent us. Uh, and I refuse to move until God says move. Regardless of no one's going to agree with how this and that and the third is your side, they side, and then it's the truth. And then it's who God knows what goes on. And at the end of the day, as the Lord did with me, are you going to pray for them? Or are you going to help them? No, then shut up. And so I just stay where he tells me to stay. And I move when he tells me to move. Because the the message, as everyone was repeating their the, the the message that got them was the the one that you preached so many years about staying in your lane, mm. stay in your lane. If you stay in your lane and keep your eyes on the Father, you're gonna have onlookers that's on the lane. You're gonna have people that's rubbernecking. You're gonna have people that's talking. You're gonna have all kinds of things that's going on beside you. But if you stay in your lane. The lane that God is giving you to do, everybody's not going to agree with it. Everybody's not going to understand. Just like people probably don't understand why God said that David was a man after his own heart when he knew that he had all the free tail in the kingdom that he needed. He didn't need to go get nobody else's, and he went and got somebody else's and get her and got her pregnant. But uh, then what he did was he repented. And so the same way that we ask God to forgive us. We, may, we don't have to know all the story. We just have to extend that same grace and mercy and pray that we don't have a term like that. But mm -hmm. if we do, that everyone else will extend the same. And you don't have to take sides. You don't have to, you don't have to go slap anybody because it, it's not worth it because it's not going to change who they are and how they feel about the situation. You just got to stay in your lane and know that when God says, and he'll let you know. And whoever has, whoever your shepherd, we don't always, our children don't agree with us. Have mm. to go clean up your room. Why? Because <laughs> it's nasty and it's my house. Now go clean up. But they don't realize that's preparing them when they go to college. And you uh, have to share rooms with people. And then that person nasty or that person's clean and you nasty or whatever it is. It's all a process. Everything we do in life is a process. And when we, when we take ourselves out of the equation and put God first, Put God's first. We don't understand. We don't have to. He said he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. That means he know all the mess in between, everything and nothing surprised him. You just need to shut up and get on the pro on get and stay in the boat until he tell you to get out the boat and mm. keep moving. Oh, I my Lord, let, your your part. let me get my offering. Hold on, let me <laughs> press that play. And get me some show Mars. Nah, I'm playing. Oh, goodness. Y'all see, see why I keep telling y'all Jessica needs to be in my ministers in training class. I think she might because uh, she's got some powerful things she was. I was about to pull out my organ on my phone and back her up a little bit. <laughs> Hit that E flat. We was about to shout, take the church. India, what do you know about an E flat? I mean, yeah. let me tell you something. When they get that um done, 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 and they be playing that, boy, my feet get a little light. I be about to let them testify for me. Cause that's that's my note right there. That's it right there. I can mm, I can shout right now. I, I enjoy seeing Ashley shout. She does that Deion Sanders like nobody else. I'm like, you can't control. I'm like. I'm going to take some class. Hey, hey, Ashley, hey, Ashley, one of the baddest shouters in the church. Between her and Mike. Praise God. But uh, ladies, I really thank you all for coming on. Let me show y'all something real quick.
remember I was telling y'all about Jessica and her new career as a stylist. I don't know if y'all realize this. And I was so impressed. Check this out, y'all. So when y'all see Sister Parker in this video. I'm not worried about how or when you're the same guy now that you've always been, always right on time. Every needs a fight. You are more than enough for me. Jehovah Child still provides, still provides. I'm like, and, and, and Michelle said, you know, Jessica's my stylist. I was like, oh my God, she just crushed it. She killed it. Where, where you get all that from, Jessica? Um, From a little girl, the kids used to ask me, why are you dressing like you're going to prom to come to school? I would steal my mom's clothes. I would probably <laughs> she go to work, God bless her. But I, I really got my style uh, from my mom. And so, yeah. Wow, that was so powerful. Shout well, out ladies, to you, Pastor, for the shameless plug sticking my shutter song in there. I mean, he was highlighting Jessica too. Pastor's like, shameless plug for my sister. We about that sibling life. Well, I, I, it, it was a shameless plug. However, <laughs> however, however. I ain't had to call you out like that. I don't know any other, I don't know what else Jessica has done. So this is the only thing that I have. And she the one brought it up, not me. <laughs> She the one said she was a stylist, so I wanted to show people her, her work, and she did a tremendous job. I put yes. it to you this way: that that um that video has one hundred and twenty thousand views. Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. So uh, somebody was doing something right on that video. Amen. <laughs> But ladies, thank you all very much for this time. I really appreciate you. I took you all a little bit over the time that I anticipated, but but I certainly appreciate you all. Thank you all. And those of you that stream, do me a favor. Uh, if you will share this, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, this is... Um, and, and, and join my podcast. That's what I really would like for you all to do. If you would follow this particular podcast, um, go on any of your podcast platforms um, and look up uh, Pastor Will Relationship Bootcamp. And I'm going to do some really, you know, I'm, I'm getting different perspectives of people in relationships, but I'm planning on doing something where I'm really just going to open up my heart on some of the things that uh, not only down through the years of relationships and why I wrote those five books, but even what I've been through these last couple of years, I'm writing another book, or at least that's, that's uh, I haven't published it, but I am writing uh, some things about, uh, I know the title is, How Do You Heal? Uh, How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? How Do You Heal a Broken Man? And uh, so it, it, it comes from stealing that from uh, that song. Anybody know that song? That's a little bit of Al Green, ain't it? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I was feeling Al Green that that week. I think oh, I played. Now, now you back to love and happiness. Uh, no, I ain't got back to love and happiness yet. I'm still <laughs> I'm still on the healing broken heart part. Uh, I'm still on that part yet. So, uh, but I'm going to write a book about it, and I'm going to really discuss it very personally on this podcast. So probably going to do it around the first of the year or so. Uh, but y'all follow this podcast for me. It's something that I feel like God has given me to, to give out. I know you all have been blessed by different parts of the ministry. Somebody 
spoke about the love languages and different things. Somebody said they was here about when I spoke on the giants and just different things that God has given me. So I certainly appreciate each of you all. And ladies, I think uh, just hearing your different perspectives was great. And so thank you all for uh, coming on. Anybody that would like to sow a seed into our ministry, let me uh, um, bring that up. We would love for you to share if you want to share. I'm going to be sharing a seed. I always share uh, in the ministry. The church has given me this platform, which I'm very proud of. And, and even when I ask these ladies about why they're part of the ministry, there's a platform that God has given me. And um, Victorious Praise allows me to stand on that platform. You know, other people have dismissed me. I, I'm not, I don't have to worry about whether or not the national church or this church or whatever likes Pastor Will. Victorious Praise gives me this platform and uh, it allows me to share my heart, to share my thoughts. So if you can share a seed to our ministry, I would greatly appreciate it. Those that are listening, it is victoriouspraise.org slash giving, victoriouspraise.org slash giving. You can also text to give, VPF give to 77977. Text to give to 77977. And uh, I think that number has changed. So just use the website because that number has indeed changed. Uh, we have a new giving site. But thank you, ladies. Thank you all. Everybody, thank you for your giving. I hope that you were blessed by what you heard here today. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. And I certainly appreciate these ladies. Let me close with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, because you've been so good to us. Lord, you've been mighty. You've been awesome. I thank you, Lord, down through the years. You've kept this ministry together. You have us using different platforms now to be a blessing to others. Now, Lord, let somebody get blessed by what they've heard here. Hallelujah. From these powerful women of God, from uh, Charity to Ashley to India to Cassandra and to Jessica. Bless, Lord, somebody to receive a blessing because of what they heard today. And we'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. And y'all know what I'm going to say. Don't just live life. Live a victorious life. And have an amazing day. I love you. I thank you. Love y'all.